0: what's up you filthy animals it's your boy frank aka superfly aka chitty chitty bang bang aka half man half amazing hot like cajun make sure you guys stick around to the very end of the episode we have a no stone unturned first we just gonna say goodbye here it is guys episode 11 enjoy this is no stone (laughs) (laughs) unturned from the wild west think you know the format (laughs) like my knee went
1: what up mother fluffers guess who's back
0: chitty chitty bang
1: bang yeah this is no stone unturned baby <laughs> this is no stone unturned <laughs> from the wild west episode 11 Let's season go. three welcome back folks
0: bang bang fuck what you heard like a dick in your ear was that too much i'm sorry
1: <laughs> i'm sorry and there's mr body mouth himself <laughs> hey uh happy birthday to the show it's one year old now.
0: Official. Yes. Happy birthday to the show. Send it a fucking year, man. Can you believe that a year has gone by since we started this journey? Crazy.
1: Hardly. Can hardly believe it. And we're coming up on the end of season three, so it's a pretty good ride. Three seasons. You know. In about a year. And how much has changed in that year? You remember when we started, Corona was, corona was in its yep. infancy. <laughs> and we were talking like, yeah
0: couple weeks everybody said that (laughs) everybody when they first got sent home they were like yeah we'll probably be back in a maybe three four weeks tops yeah year Mm -hmm. and a half later
1: and here we are and over here they're talking about third waves and another round of lockdowns it's um it's shit so yeah are you guys
0: gonna be forced to take the (laughs) vaccine over there you think do you see them transitioning to that
1: no as a forced no at least uh, at the moment. Maybe that,
0: not forced, but like put you, put you in a situation where, oh, you can't travel if you don't have the vaccine. Or you can't be in this building if you don't have the vaccine. So they don't force you, but they're kind of forcing you.
1: Right? <laughs> they put stumbling blocks in your way. Yeah, they, they are talking about um, a COVID passport kind of thing. Like some kind of, uh, you know, how you have these... Uh, your. What the fuck is it called? Anyway, some kind of think of it like an ID or something that says that you've gotten vaccinated yeah, yeah. and the idea is that it would make it easier, I guess, for travelers because they want to now for summertime, they want to be able to allow people to travel because, you know, money makes the world go round. And the idea is they would start that and if you've got the vaccination then I guess it would make it a little easier for you. To travel. It doesn't necessarily mean you can't travel if you didn't get the vaccine, but you probably have more hoops to jump through if you didn't. So, they're talking about it, and uh, yeah, there's some people still against it, so we'll see if it happens. They, what's going on over there with that? Is there something similar?
0: They're not forcing anybody to take it, but I do hear rumblings that there are going to be certain things in place where you can't do this if you don't have the vaccine. And... Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that's just going to be interesting because for the people who are against it, now they're, their hand's going to be forced, you know? So we'll mm-hmm. see, man.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting.
0: I think the whole microchip idea is funny, though. They're like, yo, they're trying to microchip us. Like our phones don't have GPSs on them. Like our phones aren't always on us. We're already microchip, man.
1: You've been talking to OC or what?
0: <laughs> they don't need a vaccine. OC, baby.
1: I see the light, baby. I see the light, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We've been microchips for decades already. We've been microchipped. For, on, for <laughs> Sometimes uh, I get on my phone some kind of updates about like it's like a weekly or monthly report of like quote where I've been. Mm-hmm. And when you I don't know if you've got you probably don't get that because you have uh, an iPhone
0: geotags. Like for example, when I go traveling or make a book of Tennessee, New Orleans, Germany, Austria, yeah yeah Geotech.
1: yeah there's that those are like events but oh, like okay. i'll get from from google just it just shows you like everywhere you've been in the last month like literally you can see it on a map everywhere yeah, you've gone
0: yeah we have that on uh, my when you get
1: that it's like holy crap like you you even forgot that you went to some of those yeah. places but they, they know, know.
0: brickbuth is always watching mm-hmm. yo you want to hear something funny i think you i tore it. my acl this week <laughs> What? Playing laser tag. <laughs> Either that or I really sprained it, bro. I don't think I tore it.
1: Laser tag it. is for young folks. Listen, so and here's here's laser the tag thing. Is for young because folk. as soon as
0: I tell somebody <laughs> that I blew out my knee playing laser tag, they're like, Oh, you know, not a spring chicken anymore, Frank. <laughs> and I take offense to that because you know, the, the vi in the violent nature that the act happened. Even if I was freaking 12, I would still be messed up. Like, it wasn't wasn't like I just took a step and fell. Oh, oh, my hip. You know, like, it wasn't like, it wasn't an old thing, bro. I'm not old. Fuck. Whatever. My neck, my back. My fucking. My neck and my back. (laughs) My knee is not doing good, my friend. But besides that, you know, things are great. (laughs) Wait, so,
1: so, so you've been to the doctor or what? Nah, bro, come on. Oh, I forgot. That's America. We no, but here's the
0: thing, though. Here's the thing. Like, I know for sure, like, I didn't tear anything because I, I would have felt a pop, you know? So since it's not torn, it's more than likely a sprain. And a sprain is partial tears if you like, kind of look at the, the root of it, but um, not anything that I would get surgery over. So I think it's going to be like a six to eight week thing. If I was really messed up, totally would go, you know? But it's like when I broke my pinky. I didn't. I didn't go to the doctor, bro. You know, and my pinky's messed up. <laughs> it looks like Captain Hook, you know? And then I eventually, I went to the doctor for something unrelated. And I was like, hey, while I'm here, you want to x-ray my pinky? And they're like, yeah, it's definitely fractured. And the top knuckle is like bent like 15 degrees to the side. And then they told me, they're like, yeah, you can have surgery. But people typically don't get surgery on their fingers because it's, it's your pinky. You know what I mean? it's Or it's an index finger. It's, it's a finger. People usually just let those heal. So here in America, mm-hmm. we're a little barbaric, man. So I'm just going to six to eight week this bad boy. Yeah, I'm
1: noticing that. It, it's an interesting, Fucking it's caveman, so interesting how the, the the difference. Cave man. Like over here, you stub your toe. You're like, doc, I'm <laughs> going to doc.
0: I need two <laughs> weeks out. <laughs> I'm down, doc.
1: Over there, you're walking around like you're picking up your arm because the shit got cut <laughs> it's off. It's the American way, home. man. Doc take. Doc take. <laughs> got to go to work. Well, I hope for your sake it isn't really torn. Nah, nah, nah. That you uh, heal yeah. quickly.
0: I'll be good, bro. I'll be good. So let's get into it, man. Let's get into these segments. I think you got you got Florida man and you got fun fact. Little double dipper for us cynic, huh?
1: Yeah, I kind of screwed the pooch this <laughs> No, week.
0: hey, I like keeping the freaking listeners off balance, baby. All right? Just when you think you know the <laughs> format. Ha ha ha. Like my knee went. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got I got Florida man, I got fun fact. Let's start with the uh... The old Floridian, a 29 year old man who pretended to be associated with some of the biggest names in hip hop to get free services at hotels, was sentenced to seven years behind bars in federal prison, according to the Department of Justice. Aaron Barnes Burpo's sentence comes after he and co-defendant pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud, said David Estes, acting U.S. attorney. Burpo and his co-defendant, Walker Washington, told authorities they said they were associated with the Wu-Tang Clan and Rock Nation, the agency founded by Jay-Z, during their scheming spree. The duo used the fictitious representations, in addition to fake and stolen credit cards, to defraud rental companies and hotels across the South as early as September of 2019. The luxurious scheme came to a stop in November of 2019 when employees at Fairfield Inn and Suites in Augusta, Georgia became suspicious and notified the FBI. So these guys skipped out on $39,000 worth of uh, bills, and they owe the Hyatt Regency and the Georgian Terrace Hotel $45,000.
0: So they were claiming that they were people in the entourage, or they were claiming that they were Jay-Z and...
1: (laughs) No, no, they were claiming they were basically people in that entourage, that they were from Rock Nation, Jay-Z's thing there, and apparently Wu-Tang Clan. And the hotels were like,
0: sir, yes, sir. No way, <laughs> that's genius. <laughs> Not that I would do it, but I mean, what ways do they have of vetting that? I guess the hotel just, well, they got baggy pants and big trains, so they must be hip-hop guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I didn't think you, that that would work,
1: but... You would think that they would have some way to vet them, but apparently, maybe they see so many uh, of these so-called stars that they just like, whatever. Or the people just don't care. They're like, fine, whatever. It ain't my hotel.
0: I could totally pull that off in Germany. Every time I go, they think I'm like a rapper or something or a basketball player. You should try it. (laughs) Try it. I'll be like, guys, free meals for everybody. Come on.
1: (laughs) And then you sneak out the back. (laughs) Look, these guys got seven years in prison, so I don't know if it's worth all that.
0: Never, you know, we're making light of it, but in all seriousness, like karma, guys, come on, <laughs> don't be a douchebag. That shit comes back to you. Yep. But it's it's funny to it's funny to talk about it, right, and, and comment on it. Yeah, yes, sweet. Don't, don't do, do it there. Should I hit him with a fun fact? Let's do it, man. Double punch. I <laughs> probably like you
1: guys wasted enough time already. Let's get this show on the road. <laughs> okay, fun fact. The Aetherius Society is probably the best-known and organized UFO religion. It was founded by George King in 1954 when King claimed he received a command from interplanetary sources to become, quote, the voice of interplanetary parliament. So this group here, It's apparently a religion, official religion. You can go to their website and their shit looks legit. Actually, I was on their website. (laughs) And and I was about to join.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Almost hit the click button, the join now button.
1: And I found some, uh, some, some little tidbits there. So let me share that with you. Talk to me. So one thing they have on their website, it says advanced extraterrestrial civilizations exist on other planets in this solar system. Science as we know it has not detected this life because it exists at higher frequencies of vibration on these planets. In the Aetherius Society, these beings are sometimes termed cosmic masters or even gods in deference to the high state of spiritual evolution. Certain cosmic masters have in the past chosen to be born among us in earth bodies in order to give teaching and other forms of essential assistance. The master Jesus, the Lord Buddha, Sri Patanjali, Sri Krishna, Confucius, and Lao Tzu were such beings. The Etheria Society cooperates directly with the cosmic masters in the performance of five cosmic missions, including Operation Prayer Power. So,
0: Is this still happening? I'll end that.
1: I'll end this little yeah. bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. It
0: is, is this like currently it's, happening?
1: It's, yes. They start, they've been around since 1954. And they are still alive and kicking. Like I said, you can go to their website. It's a very modern website.
0: And what's their website again?
1: I can tell you right now.
0: Why not give the website to the people, you know?
1: Why? You want them to join? It's aetherius.com.
0: No, just, to, just for informative purposes. Just putting the information out there, son. That's it. That's all we doing. There's no stolen and baby. Yeah, I'm
1: going to send you the website, actually. You can peruse it while Let's I finish up this Let's little article it. here. So the, the last little bit that I found on their website, there's a lot to read there. I, I was just kind of surprised that they even exist. This is like a legit religion. So intelligent life also exists beyond the solar system. Some worlds being more advanced than our own, some less advanced, some extraterrestrial intelligences being benevolent and others hostile. And finally, I found a caption on one of their f- images on the website and it said... The most spiritually advanced planet in this solar system is Saturn. The great masters of Saturn, who exist on a higher vibratory plane invisible to our current technology, work ceaselessly for the good of all life in the solar system.
0: So are they insinuating that there's life on Saturn or that there's energy on Saturn?
1: Both. Both. It's life, but it's in a different form. They're in a form of energy, I mm. guess. They they vibrate higher, so they're more energetic energetic beings, I guess. That
0: they're invisible to the human. All right. Correct. Mm. Okay.
1: They're not physical, apparently, like, like, yeah. like okay. us.
0: Okay, I get them. All right. Mm.
1: So there's your fun fact. If you're wishy-washy on UFOs, talk to these guys. They'll set you straight.
0: That just opens a whole can of worms, man. Because we, all, we always... I mean... We know that faith is believing in something you can't see or touch, but mm-hmm. with no you know, with no physical proof, it's just really all appear like you know. I, I don't know, man. I, I, with the exception that you feel it, like in the essence of your being, I don't know how I can, I could like take that seriously. You know, <laughs> but is that any different than what I believe in? Because I do believe that there is a higher power that I can't see. Uh,
1: right i was gonna say it's kind of <laughs> i mean they're well. The, the biggest difference with them is that they're they're modern so they're not some ancient you know religion they don't have that going for mm-hmm. them um and their quote gods are beings that are just more advanced than us let's say right even though they're, they're, they're so they're not God's like you would expect what you might expect when you're talking about
0: Mm -hmm.
1: the standard religions, right? But they might as well call them gods. In fact, they kind of do in some cases because they are just so far advanced and apparently they're, you know, I don't know, trying to help us or whatever. The The crazy thing is if you read their website, at least me, you know, being someone who's interested and and reads a lot on things all things related to gnosticism this is if you read their website it's like they're taking a more than a page like few pages out of gnosticism and just bending it towards their own beliefs
0: so you did want to join
1: which kind of no i i don't i it annoys me actually because i'm like what is this neo-gnosticism crap here yeah But yeah, whatever. It was interesting, right? Fun fact.
0: The Aetherius, the Aetherius. I'm gonna check that out. You never know. I might have a surprise for you next week.
1: Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think. I don't, I also don't know how anyone could take him serious, but
0: they have a following though. They do. That's just proof that people just want something to believe in, man.
1: Including UFOs, I, I, even if it means UFOs, I should say. But
0: that, but a statement like that is insinuating that you don't believe UFOs are real.
1: No, no, I, I don't, um, I don't really feel that they're real, no.
0: You always, you gotta be that guy, I don't get it, like, you know they're real, dude. <laughs> you know they are. You just want to go against the fucking grain.
1: I mean, okay, like, the, the, the we talked about this before, like, that there are things in the sky that we can't necessarily identify, that's clear, and in that sense, yes. UFOs exist until we identify them.
0: What about the things the Navy pilots have seen? That we see that those those objects they're unidentified. Are, granted, yes they are, but no, there's no army out there building uh, spaceships like that or aircrafts like that. Better said, there's no there's no military out there constructing aircrafts in that shape, moving that way, traveling fourteen thousand miles per hour, and making right angle turns at the drop of a dime what mm. when when we see that what's the explanation what do we think that is <laughs> the philippines the you know like people from the bahamas and <laughs> they figured it out come on man the the evidence is there and I, and I'm look i'm excited i'm excited <laughs> for this one i'm just saying the evidence is there look
1: look let's 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 do a 14,000
0: 14,000 miles an hour 14,000
1: let's go back to the to the middle ages. Let's go back to I don't know, 1300. The year 1300,
0: okay? You mean when the Egyptians were carving things in stone?
1: N- no, this is this is after that. But we can go that far if you want. Let's just go back into antiquity. Whatever however far you want to go, but before we could we had, you know, powered flight before we had vehicles before all that. Yeah, we had donkeys and maybe horses, okay? And you see this ball of light coming, flying through the sky at tremendous speeds, and it's got this tail on it, and you look up, and you think there's no way that a human being could be, could have created that, could be in that, there's just no way, and you look at it, and you think that has to be either some sort of God, or it has to be some other Civilization who's got some incredible technology or some incredible whatever, and and they're coming in and they're landing on somewhere on the earth. It's possible, right? You could have thought that in those days. Granted. Now, today we know that that was a meteor, meteor.
0: (laughs) comet, asteroid. Right?
1: So, my only point is because we don't know what it is, (laughs) it doesn't mean that it's a man made thing. Or let's say an intelligently made thing mm-hmm. that is, you know, we just don't understand it yet. That's my point. And, and we talked about this last time, too. When you show me a decent image or video of it, let's talk. <laughs> but if you're going to show me grainy videos, if you're going to show me blotches of light, no, I'm not going uh, to give you that. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> All right, DMX. <laughs> Look, bro. <laughs> I get what you're saying, and it's a great <laughs> it's, it's it's a great way of looking at it, but it doesn't match up to this current situation because we know this is a, a spaceship or an aircraft. That ball in the sky, they didn't know what it was. They didn't know if it was the sun falling down, the sky falling. They didn't know if it was a god, but there's only certain ways that we can interpret what we're seeing on the screen, and I'm pissed off about the Grady video too. I've said it. We need to fucking make radar equipment. A lot more advanced. Like we, come on, we put a man on the moon, and we're still over here with VHS quality. You know, we need to step up. So I'm with you on that. But this is not. This is a. We can tell this is a a, a spaceship. It's a. It's a, or or an aircraft. I guess would be the.
1: No, I I think that's where you go. Step no, too far what, when what you do say you it's an what do you mean? <laughs> because you can't tell that it's a yes, spacecraft you or anything it, other by the you shape can. of it. You're, you're assuming that. You're assuming nah, that. Nah. You got some stories, right? Let's see. Let's see. Try to convince me.
0: So what I want to talk to you about is something called UFOlogy. You've heard the term before? (laughs) Now, this has nothing. Yeah, yeah, UFOlogy. That's what I said. This has nothing to do (laughs) with what I'm about to tell you. In all seriousness, we're going to talk about Mandy May Cheatham. Have you heard of Mandy May? Mandy May was a marine biologist. She wrote a book called The Silence in the Gulf. And she's talking about her experiences and what landed her in the profession that she landed in and her story, right? She, you know, it's a book and a documentary. And basically, she was a marine biologist that had an encounter one day on a flight home. She was she was working somewhere out on site, flying back home to New York on, on, on a commercial airliner, has an encounter where as she's falling asleep, She's woken up by the guy next to her saying, you know, what the bleep is that? You know, what the fuck is that? And as she wakes up, she notices like there's this bright yellow light. Like the whole plane, the whole cabin, right, is engulfed in this bright yellow light. And mind you, it was a red eye, right? So it's a night night flight. And everybody's kind of just like investigating what it is and... You know, she sees something out on the horizon and she sees that it's it's coming from a source, right? She doesn't know if it's a ship or, or what it is, but it's definitely fixated on them. Before she knows it, the light's gone, right? And everybody in the plane is kind of stunned. Nobody's saying anything, you know?
1: This was a regular commercial plane?
0: A regular commercial plane. Think of Delta Airlines here in the States, for okay. example, right? They descent, they land. As she's getting off the plane, you know how sometimes a pilot is there to see you go right as you as you mm-hmm. disembark and she thinks of mentioning it to the pilot but she doesn't keeps going if we fast forward she gets home from the flight she mentions it to her fiance which she's madly in love with at the time right and he looks at her in a dismissive manner and she's like all right fuck like he thinks i'm like a nut now right so she doesn't mention it again time passes she realizes that the pilot of that flight ends up getting fired from the airline for claims of seeing a UFO, the airline didn't want anything to do with him, so they fucking mm-hmm. they canned him. She sees this and she writes a letter to the newspaper, not really thinking that it's ever going to gain any traction, but she feels like she needs to stand up for this for this individual because this is somebody who can now get blackballed and never fly again. That's his livelihood, right? Because nobody's going to want to touch him. He's he's a nu- he's talking about seeing UFOs, so she writes a letter mm-hmm. backing his story up, saying, "I was on that flight." And I can tell you that what he saw is what I saw. The letter gets published. So her fiancé ends Mm -hmm. up seeing it because it's published everywhere. Comes home with a copy of it and asks her, is this true? Doesn't know what to do at that time. You know, yes, I wrote it. I I never thought they were going to publish it. But I just felt like I needed to say something for him. Fiancé ends up leaving her. What? Oh, no, it gets better. So before he leaves her. Is
1: this... this is this uh, also our dirtbag Jones? No, jokes no. This week, is this guy's Jesus. not even
0: a. Yeah, he's just a blimp in the story, bro. Before he okay. leaves it, though, let me not jump the gun. It gets rocky, right? Because you know, it's just, just the energy is different. They get they go to this dinner party, and by the end of the dinner party, everybody's talking about her. Everybody's making jokes about little green men and totally ostracizing her. Her her whole community and and the people that you know the circles that she ran with kind of turned on her, and soon enough or shortly enough that ultimately meant losing her job as a marine biologist so now what? she's in new york without a job has to leave new york because there's no way that you can survive there without having any means to provide for yourself ends up being a high school teacher teaching chemistry she says that she gets approached by something she calls them the g-men right and and she says when you think of these people think of people that like aren't men in black like pulling up in a, in a dark suburban they're coming with black suits, white, you know, white shirt, black ties, and mm-hmm. you can tell they're from a three-letter organization. Basically, they offer her an opportunity to work for them. She accepts the offer, but when they come and they pick her up, they put her in this in this bus that's all tinted out, right? There's no nobody else on the bus, and she can't see out of it, and then on top of that, they put goggles on her that are all blacked out. Drive for two hours. Get to this white room. There's a stack of papers, right? And basically, it's just different accounts of people that have seen UFO sightings from mm-hmm. the government's perspective. After she gets through all the all the testimony, they ask her if she wants to, you know, tell her stories. You know what what happened. And after she writes her account, they ultimately offer her a position, counter espionage unit, which is what she joined mm-hmm. with the with the government. And along with that, there was a whole bunch of you know non disclosures. Obviously, because of the sensitivity of the stuff that she was going to be dealing with. So, you know, the irony in that is that the same thing that got her fired is what now is providing for her and, and giving her kind of a second chance at life. And we get to, to, to the ending here where she goes on this voyage with the person that brought her in. And it was this specific place in the Gulf that was always mentioned for activity. And what she says is that we always think about the UFOs being in the sky. But the truth is, is that they're in the ocean and I've heard this they went theory. to this yeah they went to this spot in the ocean where there was a lot of activity and you know the first day nothing happens second day nothing happens third day they see something out in the distance she says that it was it felt like it was like a landmass like it was an island coming out of the water like that's how big it was mm-hmm. and this thing comes and you know doors their ship so much that it blocks out the sun And hovers over their their ship. And everybody on the ship can corroborate this because it was more than one person there. Boom. Ends up leaving. It goes off, you know, into the clouds or whatever. Another night they're there, this big sphere, like, again, three times the size of the ship. They see it light up. Quick question. Talk to me.
1: Quick question. What, What year is this taking place? Do they have cell phones?
0: This was when originally... The event happened to her when she was on the commercial flight seeing the yellow light at the very beginning. That was in 2002. So that's where it started for her. I don't know what timeline that puts us in the current part of the story where we're mm-hmm. at now where they're actually at the site and they're experiencing um, these these experiences. But I know this started in 2002.
1: But well, for sure they would have had cameras or something, especially if they're going out there specifically to look for these things. <laughs> i mean it's a fantastic story it sounds like a fucking novel
0: listen to me man
1: but now i'm like okay you're drawing me in here
0: and i don't like it i want some no proof. man listen you need to stop being <laughs> so cynical all right sometimes you don't have it here's the thing the the reason why she she was really like taken back by it is because once something is like there's a hot spot where people know that there's a lot of activity there and people start showing up the activity will stop all Right? because the only way that We have sightings is because they, if if you believe that there's something out there, they want to show themselves to us. It's not a mistake because they could very well not reveal themselves and we wouldn't know they're there. So anytime we have these encounters is because they're allowing us to see them. Mm -hmm. So when there's a lot of, a lot of movement, it's known that the activity stops. So she didn't even think that they were going to go out there and see anything, but they had these encounters, you know, the, the sphere eventually turns off, you know, and it floats off to the distance nothing ends up happening after that the last night they're there the the main lady that brought her in starts trying to communicate with them through morris code all night she's you know do 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 Morse code basically saying we want to make contact right we want to make contact. We want to make contact.
1: This lady who you, talked to, who you mentioned in the beginning, she's trying to contact them through Morse Her code? boss.
0: The lady that brought her in. So we're talking about ah, okay. Mandy May. This is not Mandy May that's trying to make contact with them. She's there okay. with another guy. Let's call him Joe. And they're like, after those two experiences, they're like, yo, let's get the hell out of here. She, the other lady, okay. which is the, the pet honcho... Goes into this frenzy. She's like, no, we got to make contact. Like, that's the purpose of us being here. So then she starts more as cold. She starts with the f- flashing of the lights. She even starts, you know, on the bullhorn. We want to talk to you. We want to make contact. We want to talk to you. We want to make contact. Mm-hmm. On the last night of, of them being there, another experience happens. You know, where they see something and, you know, it's it's coming out of the clouds. It's, I think she, she says it was like two rectangles. And... The, the weird thing about the technology is that there was never even every, any water displacement. So when they came out of the water, typically something splashes, right? And you see that it's disrupting the energy around them. She's saying that this technology was so advanced that it wasn't there wasn't even any water displacement in that, right? So they would just come out of the water, no water dripping off of it. Something that, that's very trippy to the mind. And it's two rectangle blocks. It's going up in the sky. Then it stops. The guy that's with them, he faints, passes out. he's out on, on on the top of the ship baby he's out right and then all of a sudden he starts gargling and the gargling turns into the words and the words come out and say no contact no contact no contact four times right then the guy snaps out of it yo why have i never heard this story this fucking shit is crazy cynic the guy snaps out of it so they were using this dude they were using this guy to communicate with them and they're and they're basically replying to him like, yo, we're not gonna f- we're not fucking with you. There's a joke that they had <laughs> that the dolphins and the whales eventually were gonna be able to decode their language and they're gonna be they're gonna tell us stories about how they met aliens and they never wanted to talk to the stupid primitive land walkers on shore. They were more fascinated, the aliens were more fascinated with the dolphins and the whales that they never really wanted to, <laughs> to communicate with us. She tells her boss, we got to tell people what happened. And her boss says, no, we're not. Because they didn't, her, her boss's plan or her her mission was to make contact and they failed in that. Even though I think that is contact. Mm-hmm. you know, They're saying that that's not going to go any further, but they're responding to you. So that's, you know, that's, you know, confirmation if, if it really did happen, but because she didn't get what she wanted out of it, she wanted to keep it under wraps. Mandy May eventually leaves the CEU, wants to go ahead and write a book, which she ends up, ends up doing, writes it in about three days. She, want, she wrote it as soon as she got out of there because she wanted everything to be fresh in her mind. And yeah, and now she's, she's out there telling her story, man. But I just thought it was fascinating because this is somebody's personal account. And either she's a nut job yeah, or you just, you just don't want to see the truth, bro, because this is somebody who worked for the government. <laughs> like my only thing is, is I just don't know how she's able to talk about it now. I still don't get that. Cuz I'm sure the non-disclosures it included, you know, even a, even if you decide to leave us one day, you still got to keep your mouth shut.
1: I also never heard of this organization that what is it? MEU?
0: The CEU, which is the Counter Espionage Unit.
1: I think it's a it's a fantastic story. Are we sure though that that's not that that wasn't some some creative project? of hers you know what? what i mean
0: what do you mean that she sees
1: things no that she didn't create this i
0: mean she like i'm just checking her website right now she has a website yeah but there's people there's other people in the story that what about the the, the <laughs> joe what about her boss yeah but like, it's not on, like she was out on, there on. alone bro i'm just checking
1: her oh website and I'm, i don't know if this is her it says mandy made cheetah that's her baby it says actress writer and creator is what it says. So, I'm not saying that her story is BS. I'm not saying that yet. What I'm asking is, is it possible that this is some sort of creative project of hers? It's like the whole World War of the Worlds radio thing. Do you remember? Do you know about that story?
0: Well, is there a true story? I mean, I know about the... Isn't that like a movie?
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Let, we'll, we can touch on that in a minute. I am just wanted to, to tie this off, because since you just finished your story, to see you know, how legit this is. Because I've never heard of that organization. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I'm just saying. And now I come on her website and I see that she's an actress, writer, and creator. So my mind is just wondering, could it be that She's she... telling fairy tales? Yeah, but not to lie to people, that it's actually like an art project kind of thing, like a creative project. You know what I mean? That's what Yeah, that's but what it I'm comes right. down
0: to, does she really see the shit that she's talking about? And what are you saying? that she creatively, creatively made that up?
1: No, I'm not saying she did. I'm asking the question. <laughs>
0: potentially, do we potentially. know
1: that this is, a, is this is this a novel?
0: No, 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 <laughs> no, man. This ain't fairy tales, bro. This is her, her, the story of her life.
1: All right, man. All right, it's a good story. It was a good find. It was a good
0: find, for sure. You think she was really a gardener? <laughs> she never did any of the things she said. I get you. There's there there's some things there's some things in there. They're like, yo, why don't they have that on video? When you said it, I was like, damn, <laughs> he's right. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> thing I thought, you know. But nonetheless, wanted to bring that to the mic as as my contribution.
1: Yeah, I um, I think I want to look into this, this woman a little bit. You
0: more. should, bro. I, you know, I'm putting you on just because you never heard of the three letter organization. Doesn't mean it only exists, baby. (laughs) Off the grid. No,
1: no, no. you're right. You're right. But the fact that I landed on her website and it shows that she's
0: an actress. She wrote Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) She co-wrote Harry Potter (laughs) and Avatar.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it's legit. Maybe it's legit. I don't know very unsettling right now another
0: one another another moment <laughs> that was a little unsettling for me is when you were like she's an actress i was like damn <laughs> <laughs> she did look good in that documentary bro
1: she's an actress <laughs> man she's a liar she lies for a living nah i believe her i believe her so look this this uh i i have also a it's an encounter it's not going to be anywhere near as, as exciting as yours <laughs> Because it's just, it's just some dude recounting what he saw. to, he, he reported it to one of these UFO reporting websites. It all
0: ties in, bro. Let's hear it. Yeah, it yeah, it for sure. In.
1: But before we get to that, I wanted to say, um, I think it was in the 40s. There was a radio program that was airing. And on that program, they were telling a story. It, it was just a story that they were you know broadcasting. Mm-hmm but the story was about an alien invasion. Oh. And what happened was that people who tuned in and didn't know that this was a story, they heard what was going on because they were not recounting it like uh and Jim said blah blah blah. No, they were they were they were performing it like it was a live invasion, but it was a story. And people freaked the hell out. You have to look this up because it really happened. People freaked the hell out. They thought that there were really that there was really an invasion going on. And I think the story was War of the Worlds. I think that was a story mm. that they were reading over the air. So, um that's why I, I just mentioned that because um when we were talking about your last one, I was asking you could it have yeah. been a creative project? Yeah, yeah. That was like an example of something that was not meant to freak people out, but people misunderstood it and thought it was No, real. no,
0: no. This is a documentary, it's real. And a book. <laughs> not a novel though.
1: And a book. <laughs>
0: This is real shit, bro. I believe her, man. I believe (laughs) her.
1: She's currently looking for someone to uh, make the film. (laughs) So look, there are a few websites out there that track and log reports of UFO sightings and encounters. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them is called MUFON. That's the Mutual UFO Network. Duh. And another one is called New Fork. That is the National UFO Reporting Center.
0: <laughs> Duh.
1: These are very well-known, if you're into UFOs, it's a very well-known organization has been around for a long time. They have websites. And you can go, and if you see something, you can report it. Um, like I said, they track it. They log it. They, I think they somehow vet the stories or try to. I, I'm not sure that they're all 100% vetted. But I think you're allowed to post it and then if they decide to vet it and and confirm your you know, at least your basic details mm-hmm. then they'll kind of they'll make a, an effort to to let people know Publish that it. you know this yeah. was checked up checked on or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. so i was kind of stumbling around in there to see what was going on <laughs> what's happening in the world of ufos and i came across a report that's fairly recent actually this one happened in ooh let me see 2020 so in november of last year it's not that long ago and it's a report that a pilot filed commercial Mm -hmm. pilot and i basically want to just go through it and just read you his account it's the reason i find it interesting is because it's quite detailed account like if you look on some of the reports on these websites they're like one or two liners and they're kind of you know could be some bored teenager just pranking this website it's possible but this dude, not to say he can't be pranking them, but he, he gives a little bit more detail. So, Okay. Oh, and at the end of this, remind me, there's another story that's in the news. Some football player who uh, reported a UFO sighting very recently. I got you. Maybe you, know. Maybe you know who he is. So the report starts like this. To whom it may concern, I was the captain of, and then it's a blanked out airline. You know? uh, they didn't add that to the story. On November 13th, operating from Charlotte, North Carolina to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Again, November 13th, last year. After takeoff, while climbing through an altitude of roughly 15,000 feet heading north, I saw an object out of the corner of my eye that then moved with very significant relative speed from the top of my field of view to at or below my perceived nighttime horizon, nearly vertically, down with slight movement from left to right it was moving at a speed consistent with a meteor but white and with no tail it instantaneously stopped with no deceleration and changed direction with no curvature of turn it disappeared away from our aircraft to the north in a fraction maybe a quarter of the time that it took to move from the top of my field of view This entire event was a matter of a couple to a few seconds. The movement of the object from above the horizon was roughly one and a half to two seconds. And the movement away, possibly half a second. This is an estimation based on perception. Now he goes on to describe the interaction that he had with his co-pilot during the flight. So he says he was immediately puzzled by what he saw. And he says, I said to my first officer, did you see that? First officer responds, yeah, I saw that. I said, that was not a meteor. And he echoed the sentiment and said something to the effect of it turned, implying that it can't be a meteor, a meteor mm-hmm. won't turn, right? Then he says, we bounced ideas off of each other for a few moments during a quick shuffling of possible explanations in my head. An aircraft moving vertically toward Earth had momentarily been an alarming one of them. So he's basically saying there, it's a bit strangely worded, They're thinking about what it could have been, and he realized if it was an aircraft, it would be really bad news because it means the aircraft is about to crash, Mm -hmm. is what he's saying there. Mm -hmm. Then he says, but airplanes accelerate and decelerate when they turn, and the turn that he saw was accomplished without curvature. Um, He also said that aircraft have more lights than just one big, bright, white light. And he goes on to say, this object moved across our entire field of view with great speed instantaneously stopped with no deceleration and shot off to the north as if from a cannon. The angular change in direction was almost like a pinball bouncing off the bumper of a pinball machine, but with maybe the slightest pause as it made contact. Now he says it was not an airplane. We also discussed meteors to include that we had both seen many meteors from aircraft throughout thousands of hours of flight time. The confident consensus was that the object had not been a meteor for several reasons.
0: It changed direction.
1: Yeah, true. And he says, first and least compelling was that meteors usually have a tail. Mm -hmm. And he said, this white, almost bluish white object had no tail. And he goes on to say, more importantly, it would have been a clean, crisp white meteor with no flickering, no tail, no breakup, moving downward through an atmosphere to roughly our altitude before making a sudden and instantaneous deceleration and acceleration free 90 degree turn to the north disappearing faster than it crossed our field of view then he says it was not a meteor after ruling out a few possibilities it became clear that this object did not behave anything either of us had ever seen while in flight it showed no signs of being affected by an apparent enormous speed through our atmosphere And it stopped and changed direction with seemingly no obedience to the Newtonian physics that we have such significant intuition for. Nothing I've seen, including fighter jets, change direction that sharply or move at that speed. We asked ATC, I believe Atlanta or Washington Center, if they had picked up any object rapidly descending in front of us. They mentioned an aircraft still above us slowly descending to another altitude. This was clearly not related to what we saw. So we're getting to the end here. And he says, after several minutes discussing what we had seen, as well as the likelihood of us catching flak and a drug test for a report of this nature, (laughs) we both agreed that the right thing to do was to report it to air traffic control. We did that. And by that time, I believe Washington center took my report on November 17th an FAA ufo investigative team member contacted me through a member of company management and spoke with me before asking permission to pass my information to you meaning this website for your organization's investigative purposes i didn't know the faa had a ufo investigative team me neither so maybe it doesn't we don't know who this guy is oh he says he's a oh my gosh <laughs> Oh my but we could check it up. We could check it. <laughs>
0: Everything's a fairy tale to you, bro.
1: That's the report, anyway. Fairly, fairly recent from someone who should be considered.
0: Is he still flying?
1: It doesn't say, but I presume so. No.
0: At least he has a job.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like company reacted like the company of the pilot in the story you they
0: told. They cut him quick,
1: which I don't get. I don't get why anyone would get would be ostracized. Like her whole story from like the the pilot
0: To her fiance to her friends to yeah, her work yeah exactly everybody that makes turned no her, sense. turned on her
1: why would your friends turn your back turn their back on you just because you say you saw a ufo why why
0: cuz they think you're crazy
1: but really what kind of friends are those though <laughs> i mean look if if a friend of mine told me yesterday that he saw a leprechaun i'd be like yo you smoke some <laughs> shit but all right whatever i'm not going to defriend them <laughs> defriend them i'm not going to you know cut them <laughs> I'm off i'm not going
0: to unfriend them
1: that's so ridiculous. No, but that's another part of a story that I felt was you a know little what? suspect. You're right, but bro,
0: but you're, you're a man of good character, like myself. I would do the same. I'd be like, bro, you smoking some shit, but all right. <laughs> oh, You want to hear a true story? It's a true story. It's funny that you say that. This wasn't my friend. Okay. This wasn't my friend, but this was a situation that's very similar to, to what you're bringing up. But that really <laughs> happened to me. I'm at this gas station, right, buying gas. By the way, gas is $3 here in the States already. Three fucking
1: Yeah, over here is also getting crazy. So
0: I guess this guy comes in, he's like, Dude, I think I just saw Jesus (laughs) Oh, gosh. He's like, look, man, my fucking hand, my hair is still standing up. And he's talking and he's like, you know, we see this guy, man, he has long hair and he's explaining this whole encounter with this guy that he believes was Jesus. And I'm looking at him and he's telling the story. And he's like, look, man, like, I'm not fucking with you guys. Now, mind you, he didn't look like a bum. That was crazy. He looked like a regular dude. Yeah. So that was the only reason why I was entertaining it. Because if it's, you know, a guy that has one shoe on and
1: a a forced V-neck,
0: you know, like, I'm like, all right, yo, like, go fly a kite. But he looked like a regular dude telling us this crazy story. He's telling me and the cashier. He's like, like, guys, you know, and he's an older man. But he's saying, like, dude, like, look at my hair. And he was a hairy dude. (laughs) You know, he he was looking like a bear, bro. But his whole account was how he met Jesus. And then I turn and I look at him like, well, man, that's a blessing, bro. Like. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. I didn't. Want, I didn't know if I should have been like, "Yo, you're a fucking idiot," or "He's
1: such an American." I'm like, hey,
0: man, that's a blessing." You were like, "Praise Lord, Jesus." Christ. That's a blessing, brother. I was like, uh, 40 on one," <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my real story of the leprechaun.
1: That's funny. <laughs> I mean, that's that's funny. that's, that's Funny. Who
0: fucking. Who experiences that? The guy just came in. He's like, "I just saw Jesus, man." Maybe it was a guy that just looked like Jesus, but I don't know. That's what he told me. And I had to make a decision. He could have been on something. Yeah, he, he could have been. He, even, even though he was well put together, but he could have. Yeah. But you know what? That's the same thing they said to the pilots. I think that's everybody's normal response. Oh, that guy's on drugs. Yeah. Or that guy was drunk. He's seeing something. Ah.
1: I Yeah, I don't know. The, like Drug testing a pilot because they report a UFO, I don't see that as justifiable. Really, I don't. But some rando at a gas station could absolutely be on something, especially in Miami. I mean, and the fact that he's well put together means absolutely nothing because they're all on something over there. Some rando at a gas station. (laughs) (laughs) But if a pilot reports it, it's like, come on, you got to give him at least the benefit of the doubt. Don't mean you got to believe him. But to run it and say you got to take a drug test, it's like, wow. I mean, that's fucked up. It's a bit extreme, especially if. Both of them are reporting it, the pilot and the co-pilot. So they're they're both smoking doobies in the cockpit no, but or there's what? There's
0: been a lot of stories of pilots flying drunk. A lot of stories. So I think that's why I know, I know. naturally they're like, yo, what the fuck, bro? Like you you on the bottle again, bro. Because it's not a. they don't got a good rep. And to think that it's crazy. I know these things fly themselves. We're creatures of habit. Once we've done it several times, we probably could do it with a few in us. But to think that we've probably got on a on a we've been on a flight before that our pilot could have been inebriated and we didn't freaking know, hmm. you know, because it's not like they're they're having like DUI incidents. No, they're finding out either by blood work or you know shit like that that that's happening. But they're not they're not crashing planes. They're they're, they're still flying. Yeah,
1: that's not cool. You know
0: they're they're still they're still doing it. But to think that we could have probably possibly been on a, on a flight like that, pretty scary, my friend.
1: Yeah, well, human beings are human beings. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter if they're your pilot or if they're your train conductor,
0: bus driver. Yo, let me tell you, man, and, and I don't want to. I know we got to wrap up here soon, but the last flight that I was on was the smoothest landing I've ever experienced, bro. Which was the flight back from <laughs> where'd I go last?
1: Uh, Vegas, wasn't
0: it? Vegas, yeah. The flight back from Vegas, cause you know how sometimes when you land, it'll take a hop or two, dude. He, he connected mm-hmm. smooth. Cynic would have enjoyed that. I'm weird yeah, like that. I like though. it
1: when, when that when they when they land like that.
0: I I know this shit like that. But yeah, man, that's my Randall story.
1: I've been on a few flights where, I I know I know it's gonna be a hard landing because you can see that this dude is coming in like lightning, <laughs> and exact, and then it does boom, and then it goes up, and then he, I, <laughs> it's unnecessary. I don't know why they do that, like, but maybe that dude was throwing back a few. Maybe he was throwing back a few. So, look, um, before we got, baby? we wrap this up, there was a story that I came across. And this is from hmm, March 4th. So, that's this month, people. This month.
0: A couple days ago, motherfuckers. Potty mouth.
1: This is from a guy who I absolutely have never heard of. And it means nothing, really, to me that he's a football player. But you may have heard of him since you follow sports. His name is... Um, Baker Mayfield, he's apparently the quarterback for the
0: Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I know. You this heard guy, of this, I cat? Know this fucking guy. <laughs>
1: you, you already have a face. You're making this face like, oh yeah, he's always telling stories. No, nah, no, it's <laughs> just because I,
0: I know his wife is included in the story. Oh, so you heard about this? That's why I give it some relevance. You know, again, now she could be a nut. I don't. I don't want to say it. <laughs> she could be a nut, but go ahead, or I don't want to interrupt. I know. I know. Who the, I know who the guy is.
1: No, no. I mean, and but you heard the story then as well.
0: I've heard. I heard of his wife's account of it.
1: Okay, to be honest, there isn't much um, to say. Like, every because he's a football star, everyone, he he tweeted this out and his wife tweeted out the same, you know, on her account. So all the news outlets picked it up and they just, you know, went crazy with it. But at the end of the day, we're talking about, well, it's a tweet, so it's not that long, right? But he posted on March 4th, he said almost 100% I just saw a UFO drop straight out of the sky on our way home from dinner. We stopped and looked at each other and asked if either of us saw it. Very bright ball of light going straight down out of the sky towards Lake Travis. Anybody else witness this? And his wife posted on her account, I won't lie, I'm typically not someone who buys into UFO talk. But all I know is I saw something tonight that I've never seen and I'm a little thrown off. So... I can tell you what that was. That was a meteor. <laughs> this guy, <bro>. Case closed. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Ba, 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 da, de, da.
0: <laughs> Private Eye Cynic. Listen, man. Look. It's out there. It's a ball. It's, it's a ball. There,
1: it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a That was a meteor for it's sure. out there. It happens all the time. All right.
0: And when things are stopping and changing direction at the drop of a dime, traveling 14,000 <laughs> miles an hour was the estimated... <laughs>
1: We're talking right now oh about gosh. about Baker Mayfield's report of a ball falling out of the sky. Well, That's yeah, maybe
0: his shit is Fugazi, granted. <laughs> but what about all the other accounts that we just went over? Just saying, man, look into it. Look into it. Look into it with an unbiased perspective and see what you find. That's all I'm saying.
1: I'll tell you what. When I see one from myself, I will. I, I swear I will tell you I saw one and it wasn't xyz it it had to have been whatever i would admit it if i see one but i haven't seen one like i saw i've seen stuff that was unexplainable yes but i won't say that they were piloted by aliens <laughs> come on why would i do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it was then the things that that you your personal account
1: i don't know i I I I don't know what they were. I think the closest thing that they could have been were flares. Mm. But the problem with the flare story is that flares burn out and when they burn out they're done. They don't light up again. <laughs> And this, and this thing that I saw looked like it, like the light would go out and it looked like it came back on. Could have been it
0: was a different flare, though,
1: right? <laughs> that God, I saw.
0: I mean, could have been a different flare shot at the same angle and went off at the same exact time, <laughs> in the same exact space. Could have been a different flare, though. Get out of here, bro.
1: But that was the only thing I've ever seen that I could say was a... I didn't know what it was and it didn't behave like a plane. Yeah, Because they sometimes it, was, it looked like it was just hanging there and sometimes it looked like it was actually moving but i can't i don't even remember which direction mm. if it was just down or across whatever
0: so i think that was the day you got abducted man you don't remember <laughs> anything else that happened after that for you oh how'd we get you <laughs> oh, nothing happened all right and little do you know you were up there six hours my man they were poking and prodding
1: <laughs> so that's it man so, so that's all we, all we, got, we got bro that's all I let's got. get
0: into this quote and say la vie my friend do that you ready for this one i hope so so i promise this is going to be the last charles bukowski quote that i'll give you i promise oh god (laughs) you know already it's gonna cut your veins Ah. (laughs) my boy said if you're losing your soul and you know it then you still got a soul left to lose charles bukowski okay Mm, okay come on listen okay i didn't want to i didn't want to go double. i don't want to double up on chucky you know what i mean but (laughs) when i was like what (laughs) what he just say man he must have he must have been
1: sober at that particular point in time that was a nice one
0: that was 9 a.m
1: well done thank you all right
0: folks that's all we got man
1: that's all we got we're we're getting ready to wind up season three
0: you mean wrap up season three
1: we're getting ready to wrap up (sighs) season
0: three we haven't
1: yet decided how far we're gonna go but I'm thinking maybe two more episodes
0: where we at right now 11
1: this is 11 yeah or we go the full and make it round a nice round 15 <laughs> <laughs> this is the after hours uh, <laughs> I don't
0: know bro for the paid customers you're hearing what we talk about after hours we have fun today cynic I know I made you a believer I know I did
1: yeah, I think every time we have one of these, I get a little closer, but then I find a little crack in the armor, and then I realize, ah, nah, I can't nah, take bro. that step. step
0: she's killing far. me saying she's an actress, though. <laughs> she's an actress and a writer and a storyteller, and she wrote Harry Potter. We're out of here, guys. <laughs> take care of yourselves and each other.
1: Catch y'all next week, bang bang, same time, same place, same channel.
0: Cheers. peace, bro. We, we we have to come back. We have to come back. <laughs> so cynic sends me the website and i click on it first i send cynic you know i'm like look this is the lady she's legit blasé blasé he sends me the website and i click on the website and surely enough it says actress writer creator and this freaking lady has a headshot and legit looks like a happy lady where in the documentary she looks so miserable because she's talking about nobody believing her her whole life you know and I go to Cynic, man, did I just get bamboozled?
1: I think you got bamboozled. Did I get got Cynic? You can go to IMDB, the,
0: oh, the film man. website. I'm gonna post these on the on the Instagram. And it dude. says
1: really fat under genre sci-fi. Sci-fi. <laughs>
0: oh man.
1: So that basically means, ladies and gentlemen, today was story time and we just helped, you know, help give her a little, a little advertising, a little marketing for her documentary. Tell
0: her, tell her I want our fucking cut, man. Let's get it. Hey, but that, you, you, you
1: know, that's why I was thinking, but this, this story is, is too clean. It's too, it's too well put together right now. Bro, do
0: you got Amazon Prime? No. Can you sign on if I send you my password?
1: Uh, I assume so.
0: All right, bro. Watch the fucking documentary, dog. Or if you have a way of looking it up. I'll look it up and see if I can find it. If not, watch it. And then tell me. We'll we'll come back next episode and we'll pick this up right where we leave leave off here. And it's you giving me your account after you see the documentary if you didn't get caught. We'll do it. We'll do it. We're out of here.
1: I'll take that. All right. Thanks a lot, Mandy May, whatever the hell your name is.
0: Fucking sci-fi queen. Tricking the whole whole no
1: stone unturned (laughs) audience.
0: Yo, she fucking wrote Star Trek Get out of here, bro <laughs> We're out of here, guys Peace Juice. Cynic, we had to come back, bro We had to come back I know I know, we were <laughs> cracking jokes
1: For the audience, this is take 15, by the way
0: <laughs> Take 3 Listen, I know we said goodbye last time But in speaking with Cynic off-air I realized that it is real And I'm sending it to Cynic right now So, ha!
1: What? Ah! What are you
0: sending me here?
1: Did yeah, you get but it? it just it just looks like an advertisement for the film.
0: No bro, but it's it's real. But why do you think it's real? Look, but read what it says.
1: Yeah, that is the description of the film. That's
0: a synopsis of the film. But it's a documentary. It's not it's not a it's not a movie. Why do you s- You gonna tell me they faked the documentary? Why do you think it's a they're faking documentary? It's like Blair Witch Project? Like All a right. fake documentary <laughs> movie? Alright. That's what we're saying this is, Cynic? I see.
1: You're going to make me put on my investigative hat on, so let's do this. Let's do this. This Come on. Let's go We're back. This is debunk mode live. Let's go.
0: Let's go. We ain't taking this out. we leaving this in, baby. What you got, Cynic?
1: I'm looking it up right now. Thank you. So I can tell you one thing. You're not the only one who's confused. That's the first thing I can tell you. I already found someone who said... This is listed on IMDb as a documentary, but I'm not sure how true that's gonna be. While I might be wrong, watching her 2019 short film, unaired abduction interview, makes me think this might just be a narrative story that uses the Project Blue Book declassification as a foundation. So she, this lady's already, she's she's walking a very fine line, my friends, a very fine line.
0: Just, all right, that doesn't no, mean no, much no. though. no. We're just getting that started.
1: All right, we'll be here five hours later trying to figure out if this shit is real.
0: Is that all you got?
1: Hey, man, this is live. I gotta look it up. <laughs> <laughs> this takes time. <laughs> she made it. I. You know what? I can. I'll, I can, uh, another thing I can tell you is she deliberately made it that way in this documentary style.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm on another site now, and they're also <laughs> basically. Is talking about the fact that it's made in this way that it's kind of blurring the lines between fact and fiction
0: now i type in is the gulf of silence mm-hmm. a true story right <laughs> the first thing that pop up pops up it's a movie and it's fictional <laughs> now that doesn't automatically <laughs> <laughs> invalidate your belief in UFOs or alien life but that's just somebody's account but if it's out there that it's fictional then maybe Damn! Did, did i get God you twice? got twice got- did i get God and then not get God and then get God again? You got again yeah It was a get got sandwich that just happened right now. (laughs) Wow. Wow.
1: But in your defense, um, she is an actress. You got to watch it, bro. This is her
0: job. And that's the thing. Me seeing her radiate happiness is what (laughs) made me think this might not be real because in the whole documentary, she's exuding this pain and darkness, you know, and you're feeling for this lady. You're like, shit. Nobody believes her. Everybody turned their back.
1: Unbelievable.
0: And it was a ruse. It was all a lie. It was a ruse. It was all a lie. All right, man. All right. Good night, folks. I'm going to go do something with my life. <laughs> we love you guys. Part tray Out. Cheers. <laughs> Potty mouth.